スキャンケチ Okay, so since Scott's been away, he's been away for、um, three episodes. So this is the conclusion of the Scott Free trilogy. That's what I've been calling it. Trilogy that Scott's been away for.、Uh, each installment I've been comparing to、uh, the part of a trilogy. So Michael Kelly was, episode,、um, was part one of the trilogy, which is usually a strong start, which merits the、uh, next two films. Um, being part of a trilogy, because if the first one made enough money, that's why you would make a second and a third. The second, which can be up and down,、um, there's a lot of trilogies that、um, have such strong seconds, like The Dark Knight and The, the Godfather Part Two is a solid、um, second one, and Terminator Two or Evil Dead Two. But you've also got like The Hangover Part Two and Don't Tell. Becky Kirkness and don't listen to this Becky Kirkness Home Alone too, which just isn't as good as the first one, no matter、mm. what Becky says.、Um, however, like you like Home Alone、I、too. Like Home Alone too. <laughs> Do you like it more than the first one?、Uh... <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Okay. I、uh, see.、So、Becky prefers、uh, Home Alone too to Home Alone, so. But、I、like Home Alone one because the house is eighteen out of ten. He's not really at home in the second one,、no. so I have an、we、issue、do. with that. I think we did talk about that last week. That like she, yes, he's he home away home alone. from homes, but that's never he never、um, showcases a love for. Is it New York? They are. Yeah, they go to New York. It's not really <laughs> a home, but、uh, Tim Curry's in it. So Tim Curry is that、it? a home?、Or? Tim Curry's kind of homely.、Mm. There's something very homely about his voice, especially when he played Ni- Nigel Thornberry. Like that's that's very nostalgic to me. I'm thinking a Rocky Horror Picture Show and sweet、uh, transvestite, and you're like he's home, homely. I'm like, well, yeah, well, I, like, did well, you watch that as a kid? Like, no, a really young kid. No, but like, I, I will Thornberry's yes, but not Rocky Horror Picture that's Show. That's to, to me, Tim Curry、um, was everything.、Um, Smashing. Like yeah, he was he he was、um, Nigel Thornberry from、mm. like from then on. Even even watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, it's like holy fuck, that's Nigel Thornberry from the Wild. He、Formbury. can do it all. Ah, just、um, all of it. Unfortunately, the third part is never <laughs> usually the strongest part of the trilogy. It's usually the bit that fizzles out, and sometimes even the that kills the tra-、um, franchise. Sometimes. A trilogy is building up to a conclusion, and it doesn't pay off, or it's not it's struggling with direction.、Um, what third parts of trilogy do you think、um, uh, work the best?、Um, Toy Story Three is a good time. Toy Story Three is a good choice,、um, but you've got the balance of Home Alone Three. So yeah, we were we talked about that on last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, because、uh, Home Alone Three has the Russian spies. Do you think Russian spies make a good third part of a trilogy? Um, I do believe it's hard to use Russian spies as a negative for anything. <laughs> so I would, yeah. I think the Trump、There's, administration would disagree. No, it's controversial. Um, no, you've got to have I'm balanced enough to say that you've got the goods. With Toy Story, and you've got the bad with Home Alone, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I, I, because it's so common for the third part, of the trilogy, 
to be weak. But I didn't want to dismay you. I didn't want to dismay you because I've got a list of here. Oh, hello. I've got a list here of franchises which I think the third film is the best one. Cool, because you were rude before, so this would be good to, you know. Yeah, like I to redeem <laughs> Probably myself. Probably Redemption City, uh, please. You've already mentioned Toy Story. Good off the, the Toy Story 3 is like, it's almost the thing that the, the whole, for some people prefer Toy Story 2, that's perfectly fine. Toy Story 2 is, it might even be the better one. Woody's Roundup. Woody's Roundup. Please yeah. don't. Because <laughs> it's my podcast, I'll do what I like. <laughs> um... The, but the third one is really, really good. The third one's got such an emotional impact. And as I said, it's kind of what the other ones are building up to. And like where the even the second one's about Andy being like um, uh, Woody and Buzz and all these toys facing, should they be preserved forever and like essentially gain more immortality yes. or <laughs> be Andy's toys? So like the third one, yeah, that's what it's building up to. Um, Indiana Jones... Uh, the third one has got Sean Connery and I think that makes it one of the I like the first one's obviously a masterpiece in cinema but I really like the third one uh, the Man with No Name trilogy the only one of the Man of No Name trilogy that most people references is the Good, the Bad and the Ugly which is the third one in form of yeah <laughs> preach school uh, Iron Man 3 I think it's my personal favourite because mm. uh, it was written by Shane Black and he's one of my favourite writers. Like a Shane Black. Yeah, I like a Shane Black film. <laughs> uh, Captain America 3. I don't know if the second one's better or the third one's better. We did see all three of them yep. in the cinema. That's a thing we did. We sat through all three Commitment. of them. Commitment. Um, was there any vibe whether the second one was better than the third one? Or? Um, there was a lot of... You felt a lot of merging. You're like, what film's which? <laughs> I will say the third one was better. Mm, but you know we've been there for a long time yeah but the third one had some fun punching with yeah Iron Man. Aye. Yeah. Fun, fun punching let's fun go punch. so let's say the third was better for the fun punch one of my favorite trilogies of all time is the before trilogy and uh before midnight um it's a it's the before trilogy is these uh these this couple who um it's three films set over decades apart. And it's by Richard Linklater, who's one of my favourite filmmakers. And he's most well-known for doing School of Rock and um, Boyhood. But he, he takes Ethan Hawke and, um, and, this, uh, and they, they meet in the first film. And they spend uh, this, evening, uh, this night together. And then they meet in the second film um, by chance. And um, they decide to like stay together and have a life. And the third film is uh, probably the strongest because the first two are kind of romanticized because it's like these single people who are doing their thing and they find each other and they talk to each other and they don't really know each other but before midnight it really feels like a real relationship because they know each other now it's the first film where they know each other if that makes sense and remember these are set about a decade apart each time so there's like a huge like age difference between how who how old they are in the first one and the third one and um, the third one is so dramatically they're so dramatically older and they know each other and they're almost fed up with each other shit there's some shouting and some arguing which you just don't get in the first and the second um, but that's a good one and the most interesting one is the Wolverine trilogy because the first one's cr absolute crap the second one is watchable and the third one's fantastic so what I'm saying is I, you are going to be the Logan of the oh, Scott yes. Free trilogy. Well, one of my best friends doesn't like Logan, so 
Really? Yeah. That's intriguing. What do you know? What she likes me, but she doesn't like, <laughs> she doesn't like Logan. So. Uh, do you know why she doesn't like Logan? Yeah. Bit graphic. Yeah. 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 I'm not that graphic, so I'll be fine. I'm pretty it's level-headed. A, it's a podcast, so pretty level-headed. Um, that's intriguing. Like, I guess, I guess Logan isn't for everyone because it's graphic. Because people are so used to seeing Wolverine as this. Uh, nice figure. Hugh Jackman does a lot of things. Ah, he does a lot. Does of things, a lot of things. He's a lot more talented than most, isn't he? He's uh, he's very. No, he's not that tall. Actually, he's not. He's not. He had to film him, like from angles yeah, and stuff. because he's not like that tall. Tom Hardy. That's my go hard. <laughs> my go to is saying someone's tall if they're good. Yeah. But he's not that tall. I thought no. he was. He's not. Embarrassing for you. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> not um, that tall. So we do an introduction on this podcast. Have, mm. uh, are you are you a listener of this podcast? I have listened. Yeah, <laughs> I have been a listener before. Yeah, you've yes. dabbled in I've the. I've dabbled. There's a Ghostbusters one I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> aware of that's that's uh, my favorite. I'd bigger part. I've listened to a good chunk of that. Yeah, a good chunk. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so bitter. I'm not. <laughs> no, I like a Ghostbuster. So are you familiar with the introduction? Yes. Hit me with it, news reporter Danny. Go. Okay. Uh, what's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones, and with me, Bernadette Monroe. Hello, Bernadette. Hello. Hi, welcome Hi. to the podcast. I'm happy to be here in my kitchen <laughs> with a blanket. <laughs> yeah. Glam. It's it's cozy. You feel, feel this might be the first time the two hosts have, like, both lived in the place. Yeah, we pay rent. Yeah, we both pay rent. So we both pay rent so we can both like not it's half shoes and it's halved. <laughs> Clear that up. Half. <laughs> um we but we both can relax. We go just wear comfy clothes, we're fine. Squirtle socks. We can both just help each uh, help ourselves to like milk. We can both drink milk from the carton because, you know, we we pay rent, that's fine. Um we don't really drink. We never really have milk spirity drink from the carton. It's used for the brown flakes. So <laughs> I don't know why you think we have all the spare milk. We're not. We're not made of money. <laughs> Clear that up for anyone who thinks we are. Not. Um, so the guest you, um, typically picks the film. Mm. Uh, would you like to introduce your film? They will, of course, have read it. Um, just um, if you'd like to, just tell everyone what your film was that you chose. Um, typically, they'll know it from the title, but say it anyway. Um, I quite like a video game and I quite like a movie so best of both worlds Hannah Montana <laughs> not even a fan but you know it's a famous song um, I chose Super Mario Bros Super Mario Bros yeah the 1993 when I was born video- oh when you yeah yep, so get that was. fact <laughs> yeah when I was born uh, were you was that why you were born did you birth yourself to, so you could make sure were you part of the hype were you hyped to see Super Mario Bros? Pretty much as soon as I opened my eyes, I was like, yep, this is it. I was like, da, 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 da. I was ready for the world. Does that even count as a first word? It doesn't matter, you're in for the world. Ignore it. Um, so the plot of Super Mario Brothers is... Tell the plot, because it's convoluted. It's a strange plot, isn't it? It's, uh, I, I want to start off by saying I've never seen this film at all. Um, like, this is not... This was... Um, first time for me I was aware of it I was aware of how infamous it was but like I, I'd never seen this before yeah I I went in quite strong and thought that I'd saw it and then when I was kind of 
watching it I'm like I've never seen this movie before but then there was a scene in an elevator that, I, that was quite late in the film and I was like I remember you nothing else <laughs> but I remember you elevator scene which I'd, I'd imagine you'll touch back on because it was it was uh, so you have vague memories of this vague film. memories of an elevator scene yep <laughs> amazing the plot of the film is uh, Mario and Luigi are plumbers in Brooklyn um, when they come across a woman called Daisy, who is a archaeologist, is she actually? She's some sort of passion. I don't think her title ever gets discussed. No, sadly, uh, she, killer outfit, but she doesn't get called in her. She is in the, uh, She is some sort of passion for archaeology <laughs> of dinosaurs. Um, who gets kidnapped by these two um, people and is taken to another dimension. Quite aggressively. Uh, very aggressively. Uh, another dimension where uh, dinosaurs <laughs> were forced to go... Well, take it back a step because... Right, okay. 65 million years ago, mm-hmm. the... Um, Set the scene. Yeah. You're on Earth. You're surrounded by dinosaurs. Big lizards dragons a lot of them had feathers you don't really think about that no. um a meteor comes down hits him and according to this film according to homer simpson who voices the narration at the beginning Good. get him in there this, get that promo um the dinosaurs were forced into a like they were blown up into another dimension where they evolved at the same rate as humans but were trapped in this second dimension. Yep. Weird, weird, weird world building. But all right, so yeah, you're in a second dimension that was. You're confused by from the get go with the film, <laughs> and it doesn't get a lot better. <laughs> like, well, so now they're in this other dimension. Uh, Ma- the Mario and Luigi go over to that dimension to save Daisy. That's the plot of this film. Mario and Luigi go to save the princess. So, straight off the bat, because obviously the thing about this film is that you are going to compare it to the video game. It's unavoidable to compare it to the video game because it's such an iconic adaption. Um, there's obviously the argument that like you shouldn't take adaption, like you should take adaptions with a grain of salt and um, artistic liberty and the creators of the film should be able to change things to help the film but in the end of the day you're not you can't make like um, uh, like a Superman film without using traits of Superman like you you can't if you're going to use the license of Super Mario Brothers you have to like you are going to be compared to its source material and the plot is in a very, if the actual plot, the actual uh, story that Mario and Luigi go through is save the princess. The princess is kidnapped. Um, kidnapped. Wrong princess. Though. Wrong princess. Wrong oh, because it's Daisy Let's in the be film. Real here. It's 1993. I mean, people, Daisy wasn't really a, like a you know a, a major thing ever. Like everybody's like, oh, there's Daisy, Peach's sister, but she's not the ten out of ten. We all know who it is. Peach. Peach wasn't yeah. in this film. It's Peach bizarre. Peach wasn't in this film. And you say, like, you've got to take it. What is it? A grain of salt, you said, that saying? Yeah. I have an issue with that because I do, like, Because it should games. be a pinch of salt. No. <laughs> no, no, I just... <laughs> no. Um, as in, I know that it doesn't have to be exactly like the games at all, but this was... This was... 
there's not really an end to that sentence. It's just this was something that is just not like the games at all. And Daisy was the main the main gal. Yeah. And she's not really ever the main gal. She's got, you know, and you've got double dash, you know, so she's got a level. Daisy Cruz. I think that proves why why was she why was she the main person i'd like to do the research to see why um, well, well, i've a, got a theory on yeah that, you but. did have a theory if you want to talk us through the theory which um because i wondered i i must admit i was um as a kid i p- grew up playing playstation and like i did play mario games every so often um but like it, it was never as much as playing um playstation games like crash bandicoot um spyro and maybe a bit on playstation 2 uh, ratchet and clank and stuff like that so like my specific knowledge of mario is quite limited but like, so I, I, I was immediately aware of Peach. Peach is the princess. That's the princess Mario saves. Mm. But you do have a theory as to why it wasn't Peach. And I thought it was very um, intriguing. Thank you for calling it a theory. I appreciate that immensely. Um, well, you've got Bob Hoskins Aye, as Mario. Lovely Bob Hoskins. I'm not 100% sure of the age he was during the filming of this. He was an older chap. Older chap. I was getting born in 1993. I was getting born in 1993. So I'm going getting to the born done. I was, I was yeah, born I got, it, I got it good and done in 1993. I had to-do list. Born. Born. So born. Um, I'd imagine he might have been... He looks about 38 to 40. Yeah. Yeah, about yeah. that. And he plays Mario. Good Mario. Um, I can't think of a better suited person at the time to play Mario, really. Not yeah. one off the bat. The only person, like, when I heard his voice, the only person that made me think, oh, he could have played Mario as well was Danny DeVito. Because, like, Mario's always meant to be a small person. He so, like, been... Danny DeVito, I was like, oh, I could be down. But then, it was probably better. But then, I actually, even saying that, I think Bob Hoskins is a better choice for Mario. Like, if live act, as far as live-action Mario goes, you couldn't get better than Bob Hoskins at the time. Like, there was no one. Like, he was, yeah. he's just, he can, he works really well as Mario. Just a fun fact, he said it was one of his worst professional experiences. Oh. And him and Luigi had to drink in between takes to get through it. Oh, wow. Fun facts, they have to wow. drink in between takes. I wouldn't have thought it would have been that bad apparently working on terrible. the set. He broke his finger. Oh, Luigi, wow. actually, apparently the actor who played Luigi, I can't remember his name no, right no. now, during one of the car chase sequences, because there was one of them, major explosions, um, broke his finger during it, steering the wheel or something. So Bob Hoskins had to wear a flesh-coloured plaster wow. during some of it. And apparently in certain scenes you can see this flesh-coloured plaster. We haven't watched it that in depth. No. From first watch, I never saw the plaster. Well, didn't mean I wasn't looking for it. <laughs> but I'm like, I know that fact. Um, no, back to Daisy. Yes. You know, fair dues. Um, so he was Bob Hoskins, 38 to 40. Luigi... Mm-hmm. Should really get the name of that actor because I just cannot remember. He's Not like one of those nineties in... actors uh, that you like was big in the nineties and fizzled out a bit. He's, I think he does I, stuff. I think he does. Stuff. He probably like they all probably do. Like it's <laughs> uh, do. he's very much like a, a Freddie Prince Junior. He's like a, he's that sort of person. He's like he was all he, like he probably still does stuff. Probably still works, but he was huge at the time. And I'm trying to I can't even remember. He's pro- probably on some sort of kids or sitcom program as well. Um, I could look it up. I can't bother. Good. Um, well, you've got this archaeologist Daisy um, as the predominant, you know, female character. She's blonde with short hair. But her name's not Peach, even though Peach is blonde. But whatever. 
Daisy's brunette. And she wears like a pinkish purple dress at one point. Peach is in pink, yes. Yeah. But Daisy's <laughs> wearing purple. Um, But at the start, it's obviously Luigi who has the major love interest, not Mario. Controversial, some might say, as I think it's fair to say that Mario has most of everything. You know, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion is one of my favourite games for the GameCube, but, you know, Mario is the one. And Daisy's just, she is we're just kind of sitting through it being like oh this is weird Peach hasn't been mentioned and there's a scene where they're all sitting around the dinner table and it's you know Daisy and Luigi seem to be the main romantic leads in this film and you would think I just assumes it would be Mario and Peach to be honest because it's Mario but what I think is Bob Hoskins was you know an older man the character the man playing Luigi whose name I wish we knew (laughs) we'll call him Andrew, for the time being. Andrew. 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 No, who's gone, Luigi? Um, they're around the table, and obviously they're they're the love interest. And Mario was with this other woman called maybe Isabel, who is a tanned, you know, brunette woman <laughs> who is obsessed with fake tan. So I was like, that's not going to be Peach. Peach is nowhere to be seen in this film. And I'm just like... Is it because of like the casting of Luigi and Daisy were young and they didn't think Bob Hoskins, maybe because he was too old to get a young actress playing Daisy, Daisy would have been, she looked about yeah, 25, really like, like more, is this the... Especially in the 90s where that sort of, um, all of that would have mattered more, like... This is my theory, that they, Daddy said, that it was all, it was all convoluted, but like, is no, it just because Bob it, Hoskins it makes, is old? It makes sense. Older? It, it makes sense, um, like... Um, the 90s were, um, would have still been a time where, like, you would have wanted, even now it still kind of mm. has this, you'd wanted uh, your love interest um, subplot to be a young couple with um, what um, the studio would go, yeah, let's get, let's get some hot up and ri- um, rising stars and we'll make them the romantic leads of this. Um, and you want Mario's Bob Hoskins because you want Mario's Bob. If you're going to do Super Mario Brothers live action, you get Mar- um, Bob Hoskins and Mario. But, like, you then lean on Luigi to have like the more um, to have the young person uh, romantic subplot um, so they must have uh, I don't like maybe they would, could have just like made Daisy Peach and just had Peach and Luigi end up together and uh, no was, well like you think that because like no 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 no, no. this is what I, uh, it's, it's the strangeness of picking Daisy over Peach because Peach is going to be more recognisable if you play the games Right, but yeah, they've clearly wanted to be correct. They've wanted to be correct to the source material on this one detail that Luigi ends up with Daisy, mm. and Mario ends up with Peach. Unless they're trying to, they were going to save Peach for a sequel or something. Mm. Mm. But like, that's the specific detail they wanted to keep. Considering when you watch this film, there's a lot of details of the source of the Mario universe that they go way off of. Mm-hmm. It's Let's... very it's very bizarre this specific detail is like honed it like is kept to it. The casting we've talked about, Bob Hoskins um great the the person who played Daisy was fair enough. Um She was uh, a good actress, killer outfits. <laughs> Uh, Luigi was it was really bizarre he was very much a, a punk kid Luigi whereas back uh, he was very very 90s he was well, baseball cap backwards Luigi, he didn't have a moustache well Luigi's obviously he's meant to be I'll, you know I have a I, I do have a fondness for Luigi over 
I have some Luigi merchandise. He's always been my be-all and end-all. Um, he's meant to be... I always found him quite a nervous, neurotic, but lovable character. Um, seeing him come to life was not... That would not be who... That wouldn't be who I would be like, yeah, yeah that's Luigi. He's a 90s kid with yeah, attitude. Like he loves his brother. Oh, he loves... In the film, he loves his brother... He said that he was, what did he say? He was like, yeah, Mario is my father, my no, uncle and my... No, he's like, Mario was, um, raised me like a mother, <laughs> like, something like that. And a brother, but he said he was his oh, brother, and, and his a, uncle. In every family connection he could be. And I appreciated that. I thought that was quite nice. But he was, he was yeah, he wasn't the Luigi I had ever wanted to see, you know, on the big mm. screen. So you talk about the, the cast. Um... But I feel like the thing that, because the plot is, um, it's what it is. Like, it's, the plot is, it's got a weird world building. And it's strange because this world building doesn't come from the game as such. This whole dinosaurs from another dimension is, well, maybe I haven't played the games enough, but it doesn't seem to have been in the games. No. So it's got this really convoluted world building. Maybe I missed that one, but I don't. Because uh, like they evolve um, into the dinosaurs evolve into humans, but they're they they're still dinosaurs, but they look identical to humans to the point where it turns out. Daisy has been a dinosaur this whole time. She was a dinosaur human this whole time. But she never knew that. The f- it's quite an emotional film. It's a roller coaster. It's, but, <laughs> you find so these like, things out. Because they struggle to... They, they make a joke that they struggle to tell the difference between other mammals, right? But they look exactly the same. To the point where Daisy doesn't realise she's not a mammal. Like, that's how no difference. There's no point, because Daisy's a fully grown woman. There's no point where she was, like, in college and she was like, hey, look, we all have lizard tongues, don't we? Hey, everyone, check out my lizard tongue. Well, well that's freakish. Like, there's no, there was no biological part of her that, like, um, she recognised as freakish. She was completely normal, indistinguishable from other mammals, and yet the other dinosaurs have evolved into the same thing. The only difference is that they're born out of an egg. Mm. For some reason. Daisy was born out of an egg. Yeah. So the dinosaur people are born out of eggs. But apart from that, they just are humans. Although King, the bad guy, has a lizard tongue at one point. True. So, Don't know. It's okay, so the Don't world know. building's really convoluted where they're dinosaurs but they've evolved into humans. They're in another dimension. They want to be in our dimension for... Some reason because, or the other. Um, the main, the main guy, the main evil guy, is not happy in his world because it's full of germs, etc. <laughs> he doesn't like germs. Oh, remember? Okay. Yeah, vaguely. Not a fan. We don't just shakes, watch this When film. he shakes Mario's human hand, he then wipes it with a with a handkerchief, a dry handkerchief. Can I just say like, there's nothing you know different? <laughs> but he's just he doesn't like the world they're in because it's kind of dirty. Basically, is what yeah. he says. So that's the only reason he wants to get out. Because I, I like. I've never been to Brooklyn, but I can't imagine that's sterile. I don't, can't imagine it's bleached every single day. Where is sterile in this day and age? Exactly. Um, okay, okay. I kind of missed that a bit, but like even then, that's still a weird, convoluted reason to come over to. It's fair our to say dimension. you've missed that. There are many things we have missed. I feel. <laughs> 
Even I was, I was really trying. <laughs> it was. It could be taxing at times trying to keep up with his weird mythology. So yeah, it's kind of it's forced itself on this own mythology onto itself. Uh, it's kind of made it so much more convoluted than it needed to be. The eighties and the nineties, especially in the nineties, had all of these. Um, they had this like weird subgenre for kids' films, and it tended to be a kid came went to a magical kingdom of some sort. Um, like a kid was, um, he was a '90s kid with attitude, and he ended up on a space planet or a um, King Arthur's time or something like that. Um, they were sort of less questioned. Like they were not. Like feels like they could have done something similar here, especially even in the time where Mario and Luigi just went to the Mushroom Kingdom. They didn't have to go to this weird second dimension where dinosaurs evolved into humans. They could have just... Mario and Luigi could have just um, found a portal and it led to the Mushroom Kingdom. And that would have been... Ever, I feel, and it was like, hey, this is where magic things exist and everything yeah. would have been okay. No one would have... Yeah, because well, I, I it. found it the whole, the whole visual of the movie for like it's meant to be Mario and Matt you've played them yourself hmm. um, is colourful and animated and fun and the whole like just the, the whole colour the whole colour scheme was murky and industrial and even I was like what I was ready for like it something more so 90s they yeah. like as, as aesthetics go for like mythology world and sci-fi world this looks so 90s it's got this it's obviously the age of grunge and grime and Nirvana. Like, it's got this weird griminess to it that's like so contrasting to Mario. I it's like upsetting the... that they've mixed Mario and grime together when it could have just been <laughs> let's just have Mario and let's have colour and the music. They had the, the music for what maybe the opening. And yeah. I was hyped. I was like, da, 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 it does buzz you up. I was so ready for it. I was like, this will be your. I was like, four out of ten on Rotten Tomatoes. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm not listening here. to the haters. No. And then when I got, well, we got thirty minutes in, and I was like, this movie could have ended twelve times <laughs> by now. Like, why is this still happening? And why is it dark and no gloomy? The aesthetic and the style is something to really talk about in this film, um, especially visually when you've got the visual medium of film. Um, there's so much you could have played up in the Super Mario world. Um, I will say in their defense, the CGI they do use is, doesn't hold up too well. Their CGI, 90 CGI on this film is very unforgiven. Uh, budget 42 million or something. Forty-two million. million they spent on it. So I was expecting all. I was expecting. Fun facts. I was expecting made twenty million. I was expecting a little more, a little bit more. They try. They. It's like, did you ever watch um, the nineties Godzilla? Um, I've seen yeah bits, parts, bits and bobs. Godzilla's recreated. Uh, sorry, Godzilla's created. Um, by CGI. Have you ever watched it recently? No. It doesn't hold up well. <laughs> right, okay. You can tell he's a computer monster. And there's sometimes like this, there's some special effects, and they have some bizarre ones. They have some dissolving special effects, and um, Brendan Fraser's mummy pressed mm. against the sandy wall special effects. Don't and, remember that in the games ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they are very, they're very dated. And so, like, I guess there would have been limitations of how much they could have made the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, 
But they go in a, such a different direction that you're some of it you're profoundly astounded. Like this is supposed to be this. Like I think the most the probably the um, best example for that is um, was it Goombas? Yes, they are brown. You know, brown mushroom. Like they're like if you're familiar with the game, integral to the whole series. Like you know, you see, you, you hear Goomba, you're like, ah, oh, the ones you first, the first enemy you encounter. And what is this movie's interpretation? This of? movie's interpretation are SS-like uniform, but things not- nightmare material, nightmare fuel. I this is what I remember from my childhood of watching this film. What were the proportions? This is not a good. They have an no. impossibly tall, wide body. Goombas, I can. With a strangely, specifically small head, or maybe the head is regular sized, but on top of the wide, tall body, Crikey. it looks mental. No. Yeah, I wanted a nice, cute mushroom brown like <laughs> creature, and I got a six foot one million, tiny headed creation. 40 million and that was their Goombas I don't understand why they had to stray they were like because um, obviously it was like dinosaur they were like reptilian like not like a mushroom no. not like a mushroom well they, they, they come out and when they come out I'm like I was sorry when I was like whoa okay that's a really bizarre design um, from the Mario game and then they call him a Goomba and you're like what what are you talking about it just feels that's like the, the, not... the, it feels like they, they had a list when they were making it and they were like Right, we've got to reference some. It's almost like they forgot they were making a Mario kind of mm. film. So like, ah, we've, we've fucked this up here. Right, okay, right. They've got a checklist like Goombas, Koopas. Oh, we'll call that. We'll call that a Goomba. That looks right. It's a reptile <laughs> with a small head. No, you can see, almost see a director or a a, um, a um, designer who sat and he's drawn this picture <laughs> and uh, he's like, "This is my reinterpretation of a Goomba." Yeah. Like this is how. Like open your that mind. old design, yeah, it's classic. But this, yeah, people will this recognize is 90- it. This is timeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one ever forget this. You design. never. You, I mean, you you just always see it, don't you? The reptiles with the small heads and the big bodies in every Mario game since nineteen ninety three. I mean, Nintendo them? they they threw their design out the window. Yeah, it was like, I'm sorry, we're so talk. sorry, we bought, we wasted your time with that design because this design is like see it's that? broken the mold. Uh, there's other stuff that they bring in, like Yoshi, who is just just a dinosaur, just a on dinosaur. A leash. Everything's a dinosaur um, of some description, except Princess Daisy's. Well, spoiler: turns out she's a princess. She just somehow knows that when a woman comes in and goes Princess Daisy, she's like, "Yep, yeah, that's me." And stands up. And well, I'm I like, think Daisy's her name, so that's how she knew. Yeah, but you her. just feel like the way it pans over to her, <laughs> it just feels like she knows. Um, her dad is a mushroom fungi monster. Standard. Yeah, of course. I think that maybe this is why uh, the Goombas, I don't think, are mushrooms in this because the mushrooms are the good guys. To me, this feels like a reaction to... They want to do the trait that Mario uh, gets, like, saves the day with mushrooms. <laughs> but they don't want him to take the mushrooms. Because... Um, are you forgetting the line, trust the fungus? <laughs> trust the fungus is what I Mario says. I the line, trust the fungus. And Bob says, trust the fungus. Because um, they don't, like, in the game... He just jumps into the mushroom and he gets higher. He gets bigger or he gets whatever the superpowers are. Mushrooms or the poison. just bigger, yeah. His mushroom's just bigger, isn't yeah. it? So that's how it helps you in the game. 
But like in the film, they don't want him to actually eat it because that's mm. let's let's not uh, let's let's not go there, kids. Don't just eat the mushrooms. Um, so they they almost go around this weird plot contrivance to make the mushrooms help Mario <laughs> by literally helping him defeat the bad guy because it's a Sentai fungi. Um, yeah, top three lines. Trust the fungus is up there. <laughs> And so they made the Goombas not mushrooms because then they would have to be the good guys rather than the bad guys. I see where you're going. Yeah. It's almost as convoluted as the plot. Yeah, it's so convoluted. <laughs> um, yeah, so... It's mental. Because um, the, they, they, the style, there's, a, the, there's so much variety to the Mushroom Kingdom... Um, in the games, with like the the you start off in the greeny grassy levels, but you got to fire uh, the lava levels and the ice levels and the underwater levels mm. and all this variety. This decides to be set entirely in either some sort of Blade Runner esque, but I will use that very lightly <laughs> in defense of Blade Runner, uh, noir, gritty, grimy city, or the sewers because Mario and Luigi in the game travel through pipes and you forget how disgusting that is until you watch this film and are reminded that a sewer is just a they grimy place. They are not place. the bright exciting green pipes you get to go down you go right am I getting more coins what, what's happening down here what's, what's, the, what's the 411 it's just shit <laughs> well. they go into Literally. sewers and there's, That's what in. there's running water that sewer water you don't get that in the games and there's no coins there's no coins in this movie no there isn't nothing fuck all coins like no coins whatsoever it becomes too real and that's not what I was wanting from this film personally I wanted the film to be like colourful exciting and it was real it was no I didn't like it was too real for me personally Definitely. At that point when they were in the sewers, too gritty. I feel like you, talking about the aesthetic of the film and you're talking about the set dressing uh, and how grimy it all is and mm-hmm. uh, how devoid of colour it is and um, all of this sort of the uh, the actual aesthetic and all the CGI monsters and how, like, you do, obviously you don't want it to be a cartoon, but it like it just doesn't work translating it over to live action. Uh, one thing I was, like as much as I love Bob Hoskins and stuff, but Mario and Luigi, for the most part, don't really look or feel like Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. What do you think, like, what do you think is it that they messed up so badly to get that, to make, like, them not even feel like Mario and Luigi? It's hard because I feel like when they were doing it, it was almost like they were they were aggressively trying for it not to seem like it was in connection to the games, if that makes sense. It was mm. like almost as if they were that was their, their prime goal was like, this is based on Mario and Luigi, it's based on the games, but it's not because there's the club scene where Mario and Luigi hit the club. It's a not, very 90s club. Yeah, not seen it. I was not expecting a club scene with Mario and Luigi. And now that I've seen a club scene with them, I don't feel any better for it. Like I don't feel, I feel a bit void of emotion after seeing it. Because why do you it. want these classic childhood characters to go in a sleazy club? In the club. It feels very sleazy. In the club. Um, and what we were saying was we watched it and they appear in the club in these kind of suits, like matching suits mm. almost. Um, and Mario was in a yellow one 
and Luigi is in a red pink one and we're just like it's such a missed opportunity to, to you know Mario could have just been wearing like a red one Luigi could have been green is that too obvious no because it's co- you know the film is meant to be these characters and they just go in and you know Mario old Bob puts his face between a woman's you know boobs to get the necklace crystal that they need and it feels like if you've you know kind of grown up with these characters or you are invested in these characters you're like Mario wouldn't put his face there <laughs> and Mario wouldn't be in a club <laughs> and why is this happening just the whole thing you're like this is uncomfortable why are they doing this that's what it felt it like to me it speaks to like adaptions of video game characters that Luigi with his like glossy hair and his pink suit looks like he's ready for a film adaption of Grand Theft Auto Vice City yeah, more than he's there. ready from um, Luigi um, adaption it's it's the whole thing feels mo- a lot more and the whole actually the whole of the world they go to feels a lot more in line with GTA than Mario everything and maybe that you could have done something with that where Mario and Luigi were the characters you knew and they went into this more grimy city world maybe that could have been interesting maybe and like it was the contrast of their innocence to this real world although I think that's a robot chicken sketch if I remember um like that could have been interesting but they're not they're kind of these guys and as you say they don't even give them the suits the colours and the actual jumpsuits that you uh, know Mario and Luigi of they're not introduced until the climax of the film even then it's a really annoying you do get a little bit excited when it happens because you've waited so long for something you're like what am I watching again like when you Uh, they they should have had the jumpsuits almost from the start because they look like Mario and Luigi when they wear their jumpsuits although the nitpick I would have is that the colours are inverted which are really weird they have like red and green overalls and blue t-shirts and in the traditional versions the other way round and I'm just like why did you have to invent that that seems very because they're trying to distance themselves apparently (laughs) from the source material so much but when they're wearing it you're like hey this is so like you feel more like the I feel like more I'm watching a Mario Brothers film it's it's like not much more fun but it's a little bit more fun once they put them on it does feel like throughout the rest of the film that Luigi isn't wearing his jumpsuit uh, is wearing a baseball cap backwards, which is not a very Luigi thing. And also doesn't have a moustache. No. So when you look at him, apart from the fact that Mario goes, Luigi! They're like, <laughs> yeah, why, why would I ever think you're Luigi? I have no reason to think you're Luigi. Yeah, brief brief moment to like remember that Mario's name is Mario Mario, and Luigi's name is Luigi Mario, as in yeah. their surname is Mario. I'll tell you what. Which is a It makes a sense in the title of the games, the Super Mario Brothers, because <laughs> you wouldn't say Mario, like, if... Yeah, like, if... Never questioned that until you've... <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, I, I didn't question it until he brought it up. His name's Mario Mario, and that explains it, even if it's really confusing. Even the bizarre. police officer question them is like what's your name is like Mario Mario he's like, like well I'm in a lizard well, world so I'm gonna question that uh-huh. um, like if I was talking about me and my brother I'd be talking about we'd be the Jones brothers yeah, not the the Danny brothers so like it does make sense why in- not because <laughs> I feel like my brother might have something to say about being known as yeah, the Danny brothers 
uh, or or the um, the Mitchell brothers, like from EastEnders. As a get them in there. Yeah, get get them mentioned. You wouldn't call them the 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 Ross Kemp brothers, the Ross brothers. I'd call them Kemp's. (laughs) It's just Kemp's. Um, but you, leaving them Mario Mario is, is such a weird joke. It was a, it was a moment we were watching it together and I'm pretty sure I looked at you and I was like, ah, <laughs> Mario Mario, of course, mm. of course, of course it's Mario Mario. So good, they named him twice. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, the unfortunate datedness of this film and some of its surprising relevance I wanted to bring up. Uh, the human bad guy is only mentioned twice right he's at the beginning he's the rival plumbing company his name is Anthony Scarapelli mm. um, which is just I want to say particularly bizarre considering this week uh, a chap called Anthony Scaramucci was just fired from the White House and he has a very similar name and he has a very similar attitude he's quite he actually threatens Daisy, he's like, because she's, she's digging for dinosaurs, at the very beginning, very unrelated, she's digging for dinosaurs on the site he wants to build something, and uh, she's like, if, if you guys stop bothering us, um, we'll, we'll get on with it faster and we'll be done quicker, and he's like, I'm sure you can, with all these Brooklyn girls disappearing, you am sure you can find some sort of way to... Um, speed up the process which is bizarre for multiple reasons first of all why would you threaten and just a random person because guess what they can go to the police and media and go hey remember when i was threatened by this really intimidating new yorker scaramucci scaramucci the mooch the more of a front stabber kind of guy um so like that seems bizarre and second of all he uses the um kidnapping of these brooklyn girls who they it turns out um, King Cooper um, is kidnapping them thinking that they're Princess Daisy because they can't tell the difference between mammals no. uh, even though they look identical to mammals um, don't question it he's using this uh, kidnapping of these women as a threat but he's nothing to do with them he's not kidnapped them he's nothing to do with that plot yeah. so it's so <laughs> random to he use that as a threat like, like he's point. almost Taking a taking credit for these kidnappings to make his threat seem more legitimate. Like if um, I was like, "Oh, Bernadette, don't mess with me." Have you heard about those Manson murders? You know, it could happen mm. to you. Mm. It's so fair. random. Yeah, taking credit. That's so creepy, <laughs> random, and so that? unnecessary. Um, another dated thing, um, which is very unfortunate for the film, and it's nothing to the detriment of the film, is that. The um the world start dissolve the dimensions start dissolving into each other. This is just unfortunate. How is... how could they have known? No, no, no. It's you watched incredulously. You're like, whoa, oh, and I was like, well, no, no, it wasn't because like, it wasn't. Yeah, because what happens is that the worlds dissolve, and at one point you see a half dissolved um twin towers. So unfortunate. Which is nothing. It's nothing to the detriment of the film. It's just an unfortunate point. You watch it and you're like, holy fuck, that was really unfortunate because it's not just um, like some of these 80s and film, 90s films you see the Twin Towers in the background like oh that's unfortunate that's a, that's a shame to think about because there's in these films these iconic buildings and stuff and um, these films have no idea that it's going to go on but like this shows it half destroyed mm. and you're like oh 
Oh no. Oh dear. It's unfortunate. Oh dear. Um, that that one cut a little close, too close to home. Uh, even more than Anthony Scaramucci turns out to be in this film. Which and is even more than Elaine Trust the Fungus. Trust the Fungus. It's bizarre because Donald Trump is in Home Alone 2, so we talked about him last week. So the Trump administration make a lot more um, cameos in my, 90s films than you would suspect. Um... Good. I wanted to say on a side note that um, there's not much to say about it, but the soundtrack in general is good. It's by um, Alan, I can't pronounce his second name. But he does Back to the Future, he does Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He does a fuck ton of films. Mm. He's, a very, he's a big composer uh, and he does a good job in this. Like Kill the soundtrack. Him again. Kill uh, like, you can't complain about the soundtrack in this film. It, like, it just does what it's supposed to do. You just need a better like, a backdrop. Like, the film just could have been. The colours, etc. The whole aesthetic could have been better to work with the music. The fant- music was fab. He would have been a fantastic person to have made the sort of lively up. That's what I mean, like for Mario, if they'd given that sort of. Um, just feel like a wasted opportunity. Like it's on. It's all this kind of good music's on this murky. So, as a fan of the Super Mario games, what other things like just are not what they should be? What like. What parts of the the film are just like so alien compared to the game? It's I don't want to be too unfair, but there just really isn't anything like something. When you asked that question, the first thing that sprung to mind was when an elderly woman, eighty plus, gets thrown off a balcony, and I never remember that She's in any of the games. Hunter. She's a very bad yeah, grandma bounty But at hunter. the end of the day, like. It's still an elderly woman getting thrown off a balcony. And I've played a fair amount of Mario games and you never see that shit. Like, you just don't sort of thing. There's nothing, as, as I said before, as if they were like last minute, for forgotten what they were doing. But they do fit, you know, they fit elements of the gaming thing in. They do kind of fit, obviously parts and there's just there's nothing it, it, it starts off with them they're plumbers and they do plumbing jobs that's it like, there's nothing for me that connected with any gameplay we were talking about the pipes earlier on they're you know they're just real it kind of has to be but also not they put in goombas and koopas but not in the in any way king koopa it's a strange one, isn't he? Yeah. We haven't talked about him yet. Because Koopas, Koopas are turtle-like creatures who are hmm. quite cute. So is King Koopa supposed to be Bowser? I don't know. Because, like, if the Koopas well, are... I'd, this is maybe a uh, comment on my uh, limited knowledge of um, uh, Super Mario. Although, like, uh, of Mario stuff, like, the Koopas are turtle creatures. Bowser's yeah. a turtle creature. So isn't yeah. he the king Koopa? Are you king you of would, the Koopas? It must be, but... but and I feel the... like I remember watching... I vaguely remember the cartoon as a kid, very vaguely. And I remember... I don't think he was called Bowser in the cartoon either. No, no. I think he was called King Koopa. And maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, but like, I think that, that, that does hold up. But in one of the, the ending scenes... He does say in the movie that he's a T-Rex originally. Was that what he said? I can't remember. It was some sort of dinosaur and he transformed in the big end scene where Mario and Luigi are killing it. They are like, yep, this is our moment. Are we Mario and Luigi? Who knows at this point? 
Ah, it's Bob Hoskins and <laughs> the guy that got to play Luigi. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> I forgot. Um, Andrew. And they're like attacking him with a weapon and he turns into a T-Rex. Basically, nothing. There's nothing that looks like Bowser. Yeah. The colours don't look like Bowser. Nothing aesthetically is Bowser. So it could be what you were saying he could be but nothing links as I was saying to you they, they get from the Mario franchise they get the bomb they get him a budget yeah. a budget one which I want is they merchandise they get a really toy bomb oh it's, it's 100% 42 million budget and it's a wind up bomb <laughs> which I appreciate and want as merchandise they have Bullet Bill they mentioned Koopas and Goombas. But they use him as a natural bullet. He's almost what you would... <laughs> to, you use more, almost what you'd call like an Easter egg. Like he's more yeah. of a... Um, he's not, hey, this is the bullet bill of the Mario. It's like, hey, look, they're going to use a bullet to shoot this person and it just happens to be bullet bill. Yeah. They've got the Super Scope. That's another one. I was just trying to note down everything I could get from the Nintendo. They have Hammer Bros in the background and Goomba Square. Goomba Square, of course. Um, I quite liked that. That was cool, and that was about it from everything I found. Bar from trying to fit in the fact that mushrooms are good. Mushrooms, <laughs> mushrooms are, are good. good, but not to that eat. Not no, 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 don't, like, don't get confused. You're allowed to not trust to them, them, but don't eat them. <laughs> You're allowed to trust. That's your don't PSA right eat there. Them, okay. If I could say one thing to kids of today, <laughs> Ronald Reagan has confused you on a, a lot of issues regarding the drug war, but. One lesson we can come out of all of this is kids, trust fungi, don't Preach eat it. it. Preach it to the masses, Danny. Yeah, so they've got they've got those aspects. They've, they've fitted things in. The Hammer Bros was like a neon sign in Goomba Square, and I thought, oh, this was towards the start of the film, and I was like, maybe this is when they'll start to, you know, bring in things. And no, they didn't. They didn't really. But they tried... They tried. Four <laughs> out of ten Rotten Tomatoes, they tried. They did try. God loved them. And God loves a trier. So I was on board with some of it and then it lost me with the convoluted storyline. Yeah, so they did try. Okay. Would you like to see another attempt at a Mario film? It's hard because I just really, really like to play them. I've never through the years I've played games because I'm 24 now so <laughs> obviously I'm that age so I'm not but um, from seeing that one I, um, I feel like they're owed another goal <laughs> um, as I told you the reviews have never been good Bob Hoskins said it was his worst professional experience broke his finger they had to drink in between scenes may have made it a bit better do you think it would not be harder for Bob Hoskins Bob Hoskins who was famously in Who Framed Roger Rabbit to have to act with a car like surely it would be harder for him to act as if a cartoon rabbit was there because he had to do stuff like <laughs> strangle Roger Rabbit like strangle the middle of the air and go director pa- Robert Symmetric you are going to put like a rabbit in my hand like, otherwise I just look stupid I just look well apparently fun fact Monroe I'll self I'll, self, fun I'll fact self appoint myself that Official fun fact. It was, fact it of was the difficult. It was difficult to film as well. Like all the car chases and that were genuinely quite soul destroying for the men. It seemed like they were just not there for it. And apparently, Bob Hoskins didn't know they were making a like film based on a game. He was just there for the money. He said because obviously it's a big. Aye. He was a big kind of 
deal, but they didn't make as much money, obviously, as he was hoping. Broke his finger, didn't make a lot of dollar, so it's quite a regrets were probably had. Um, your question was, uh, yeah, I'd probably like to see... Maybe, maybe, I don't think I need to. After seeing that, I kind of don't want another attempt because I'm like, crikey, what'll happen? But... Well, very famously, video game films haven't worked. Mm. And there's a lot of argument, especially now, with like graphics and storytelling becoming so sophisticated in video games. You There's a lot of arguments of, do you even need to make video game movies anymore my feeling on that is that um there is an untapped market for it like whether you think they should make them or not there is a lot of potential money in video game adaptions last year um we had warcraft and assassin's creed and i thought one of them would break the mold and make a good video game movie because i felt that not all video games need movies I don't. I believe that, but but some might make good films. It's hard for me because again, I just I like I like playing them. If they did, I would like to see one that did it right, so that I could, you know, because I'm so like guarded in that way that I just don't feel it needs to be. Mm. But I'd like, I would like to see one. The, I'd like to be proven wrong. Like I would love that. I guess because like the famous thing that um, the the obvious thing that people would say about Mario Brothers movie if they were to do another one would be to make it animated mm-hmm. because that seems a lot because then you can keep the style and the charm of the Mario universe yeah. without lo- losing it to all of this nonsense stuff like if you were to do it, maybe you would want to give it to the obvious one would be Pixar because yeah. they're very good oh. Pixar don't tend to do adaptions. But like Wreck It Ralph, did you see Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, yeah Wreck It Ralph is fun and Who it's got a cool style. Um, and it even has like it has Sonic in it. Okay, does it? I feel like it mentions Mario at some point uh, in some description or the other. Um, so like, there's a there's fun to be had there. There's something for that. Would be cool if they did like maybe in Wreck It Ralph two they had Mario in it and like they did a Lego Batman spinoff with just Mario and he got his own film. Um, like you wouldn't have to like uh, you could there. I don't think you need a Mario film, but don't. There is a good movie to be had in the Mario yeah, world. It's, it's hard because in this movie that we watched, Mario, you never throughout playing the games, you never get like a full grasp of Mario's personality. No, but I didn't think Mario. You said the line, "Strap your belt on, kids." I wasn't really. You never from the games. You don't think he's going to be like, "Yeah, strap you." He was. I just didn't know that was Mario's thing. So I'd like to see a film where if, they actually try and, you know... If they did a Mario film, it would be really cool to see them do, like, that similar story. Um, not to that convoluted degree. But, like, they're... Because it's weird that they're plumbers that are Italian in a place where... In the Mushroom Kingdom. That doesn't kind of... Like, there'd be a more of a, a fun logic to it if, like... They were in our world, and mm-hmm. they were plumbers, and they were Italian, and they were doing their plumber thing, and uh-oh, they fell into a pipe that brings them to the Mushroom Kingdom, <laughs> and now they have to save a princess, and that could be so much fun, and yeah. you could have like so much, and like Mario, you could give him some personality traits that didn't def- um, defy his character entirely. Luigi can be in it, he's got character traits. Yeah, because it was in this movie, it was like Mario was just like the dad and Luigi was the kind of cute say I love him I look up to him that was it hmm. there, there was no it's fun to be had with them as a movie there is um, definitely they chose the wrong 
background and things that you're in. What do you think is the best video game movie? I, literally nothing springs to mind to me personally yeah, I, I think it'd be slightly cheapen to, uh, uh, cheating to say Wreck-It Ralph because it isn't based yeah. on a specific video game um, you know what I have a, I just don't I just again prefer to play them so none spring to mind for me personally in my opinion probably Prince of Persia but that's, that's, uh, that's not that, that wins the uh, game movie adaption award of being watchable yeah uh, <laughs> it's got Ben Kingsley in it and that's never <laughs> a bad thing uh, I thought that I'd round this up with um, some up and coming video okay. game movie oh, adaption okay. are you ready I'm here for like, it like obviously you've not going to have played all these video games I haven't played all these video games but you might be familiar with them and what do you okay. think the first one's a really obvious one it's Dragon's Lair are you familiar with Dragon's yes. Lair it's got the cartoon aesthetic already so mm-hmm. pretty much and it was created by Don Bluth um, don't know if you're aware of Don Bluth but he is the he was the major competitor of Disney um, just, bef- uh, just before and during the Disney Renaissance, where they made Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and all these fantastic fucking films. You just learn so much from you with a clipboard, don't you? <laughs> ah, I've got a clipboard. I am holding he a clipboard. He has a clipboard. Um, so he he made films like American Tale, uh, Secret of Nim, uh, the the dinosaur one, the time, the land that time forgot. Land of, oh. the, is, is that it? No, I can't remember. No, no. Um, he made all these fucking fantastic animated films, and in the land before time. Time before time. Is that the one with the dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah, but we talk about the same thing. <laughs> ah, no, not the CGI dinosaurs, the actual drawn dinosaurs. Just crazy. Cool. Let's, Let's go on the next one. Um, he made a video game, and he wants to make uh, called Dragon's Lair, and it's it's weird style is that it's like it looks like exactly like a cartoon. You kind mm-hmm. of have to dodge left and right, and it's all the. Um, he wants to make a film of that. He's got a Kickstarter campaign. Even probably is finished by now. Okay. So he he's really passionate about doing it. Don Bluth is a one of the best animated um, film creators, literally of all time. Like he is like at the time he was one of the only people rivaling Disney. Uh, he used to work for Disney. Like it's a mm. fascinating history. Don Bluth is a fascinating person. I'm so behind that. It, Dragon's Lair and now of this whole list is the only one that you're like, yeah, that, that be, makes yeah. entire sense. Go for it. I'm in for that. Um, Angry Birds 2. <laughs> now, actually, Angry Birds <laughs> is supposed to be not all that bad. Right. It's no one's like breaking down Oscar walls and going, why isn't Angry Birds getting it? Throwing <laughs> probably birds, Angry Birds at the Oscars. We, we couldn't make it, so I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing uh, it. <laughs> but so let's get a sequel. So that's another one. Credit that's where credit's due. There it is. Yes. Um, get it. It's not like because Angry Birds is very famous for being a mobile thing. The uh, as as we speak, the Emoji Movie is coming out, and it's already got bad reviews. At least Angry Birds has some sort of story, even if the story is yeah. Birds want their eggs back. From I was pigs. poor at the game, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put that against going to see any of the movies. Um, Tomb Raider, yes. Tomb Raider's getting an adaptation. We've already had a Tomb Raider film. It was. I can't really remember it. It was Angelina Jolie, yeah, but like it was, I don't really remember. There was two. That was, uh, that's how little I remember of Tomb Raider. I forgot there was two films. Two of those films. Um, that's got another one. Uh, the recent games um, are quite cinematic. Um, you've seen clips yeah, of that, yeah? Yeah, played, the, yeah, quite, I've played they're, them. Yeah, they're yeah. quite cinematic, the recent ones, so it makes sense for them to do it. They were going to get... Um, the one you played recently for the... PlayStation Three, the one that's the one I played, um, the 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 Tomb Raider, not the recent Tomb Raider game, but the one before that that rebooted it all. 
Um, they were going to get Daisy Ridley from Star Wars, um, which she would have made like like perfect sense because like she's an upcoming actress who's British and like she's their kind of age that they're looking for. She was doing, she was... Um, but they got they've gone with this. Uh, I can't remember who it is, but she's also seems like on the money as well. So. Um, Tomb Raider that seems up for that um, some more bizarre ones um, Minecraft film <laughs> almost inevitable really <laughs> Minecraft in, like, has managed to take over everything and now as a film um, you on board with that? <laughs> what if I told you one of the directors would be Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Well, we're there now. <laughs> I'm on that ship. We're that, going. I'm on the hype ship. To that that's point. something I really can't believe. I've had yeah. to reread it a couple of times that he, Rob um, Mc, uh, something. McKinney. McKinney, is it? Oh my God, I should know his name. I just, you just know him as we're Mac. We're both disappointed. Is Mac. Uh, he, Mac. The fact that he's doing it is such a... He's not fat. He's cultivating mass. <laughs> he's not fat. <laughs> Um, the fact he's gonna do it is like amazingly bizarre. Um, he's also doing it with the one of the executive um, producers of uh, Stranger Things, and so like he's got a really good team behind him. It's a bizarre film, but there is a good team, so you're like maybe. And uh, this is a really the last one I've got mm. is a really bizarre one. It's a uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh my heart um, um, we all remember that this time last year we were running around parks looking for Pokemon and Pokemon Go mm. and amongst that fad the film was really but sadly people are like fucking hell when was Pokemon so marketable even though us young generation us coming into our 20s knew that Pokemon has always been marketable no one's actually like stopped playing it since we were kids no. Pokemon still I bought, going. I bought a Nintendo 3DS just, just for Pokemon. Just for we Pokemon. like our, our generation is still obsessed with Pokemon, and this older generation, uh, this this phenomenon of Pokemon Go, which was, hey, look, there's something on my mobile that resembles Pokemon, and suddenly these older generations are like, oh, okay, so Pokemon, is, po- pocket monsters are still marketable, are they? Like they've never not been. So uh, a film was announced. It was a recent game. I don't think it's over here yet. Pokemon Pikachu no. Detective. Um, Pokemon. I've just watched trailers. But... Uh, the interesting thing about the film is that the the big petition for the game uh, is to get Danny DeVito to play Pikachu, <laughs> which is amazing casting. Um, it's surprising. Like, a Pokemon film seems inevitable. A Pokemon film seems inevitable considering that. Pokemon is a nostalgic TV show that is like our Transformers. Um, it seems like a live adaption, live action adaption of Pokemon seems almost inevitable at some point. Mm. I'm not sure if this one would be live action, but like, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, you know, like- Pokemon is my be all and end all, and I'm sitting right now wearing Squirtle socks. <laughs> but you know, I have. I'm not 100% sure on Pikachu, the detective. Get Danny DeVito involved, I'm there. <laughs> if it, <laughs> do that would be the thing. I was surprised that the if they were going to do a Pokemon film and make it this big thing about it, make the, the Power Rangers, because uh, that's what they did this year, they do their own Power Rangers version for Pokemon. I'd be surprised that uh, the hill they choose to die on is P. 
Pikachu detective. Hmm. That seems very mental. I know it like they probably think it's the Pokemon game with like a more cinematic story from what I can tell because it's like it's about a detective. But I feel like you could tell cinematic stories without focusing on detective Pikachu because that might just it's very it feels very niche for such a popular franchise. But Right. That's uh, us wrapping up on um, video game movie Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Four out of ten again on Rotten Tomatoes. Forty-eight million <laughs> made twenty. <laughs> Bob Hoskins wasn't happy about it, but you know, it makes me sad that Bob Hoskins was. Sad I know they're drinking between the scenes, but as I said before, I'd only th- I thought I'd saw it when I was younger. Not sure. I've actually had. I've seen it on Watch Mojo hmm. constantly. It's very one of those things that's referred to as the worst, one of the worst, worst films of all time. But I feel like any movie with the lines "Trust the fungus" and "See you later, alligator," not once but twice. Because they're alligator, and alligators are like dinosaurs. I appreciated it just twice. I was like, you know, tip my hat. It's okay by me. I would probably give it. They said 4 out of 10, some give it 3 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 4.5. It's a movie that was made, and I always give credit to movies that are made. Did I? It wasn't a matter, it wasn't what I wanted, but we sat through it. It could have ended 12 times. I feel we had a tip, we could have made a tally mark for how many times we went, for the love of Jesus, why is this not done? I feel we could end it, we could have ended it. But it got there eventually. And that's that's on the DVD cover right now. That's it, the whole thing. It got there eventually. Full quote, like, full quote. Cool. Well, we have a, a sign-off. I don't know if you're aware of our mm-hmm. sign-off. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, I'm gonna, uh, we'll, we'll sign off uh, J.K. Simmons, Yellow M&M. I've told this twice already on the Scott Free <laughs> Trilogy cause, because, like most of the guests I get on, haven't heard the podcast before, but... Um, Next time, Scott should be back. Yes. That's, if it all goes well. If not... Living it up in Paris. He's living it up in Paris right now. He was in last episode, he was in... Tall um, man in Paris. Budapest. He was in Budapest. And this time he's in Paris. Having much more exciting lives than all of us. Yeah, we're not resentful at all, but also resentful. Um, So, yeah. That hopefully next time it'll be back to me and Scott back to from you it'll be like eight weeks since that's happened which is mental um, but until then uh, eat your JK Simmons <laughs> say it oh the whole thing no not, not the whole eight weeks thing say <laughs> eat your JK Simmons say that I'm JK Simmons no eat your JK Simmons oh eat your JK Simmons I watch the podcast <laughs> listen to the podcast <laughs> Embarrassing. The theme. The, uh, closing oh, the, theme. No, 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 don't worry. The closing theme is going to be playing us out right now. Ha, bye, bye, I listened bye. to it.